Come on, hold up your Bibles. Repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I'm going to have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for this word. Planted deep inside of the heart of every single person. Move in a way that I couldn't do. Say things that I would not have said. And let them hear things that the Spirit of God wants them to hear. And I thank you for their lives being changed for the better. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So we're in our fourth lesson in our series entitled Unfiltered. Everybody say unfiltered. And if you're visiting us for the very first time physically or if you're viewing for the first time with us online or digitally, uh, for the, the majority of the month of September, we separated our church into categories or into groups And for the first Sunday of October, which ends today, we've separated our church. And so if you're married and you're watching us, you can log off right now and go back and watch the 9 o'clock service, which was for married people. And if you're in the room and you're married, go ahead and just stay here because I promise you I'm going to say some things that's going to encourage you to stay married. But if you're here and you're single in the room, today is going to be our last Sunday meeting. But I I thought through some things because there are some other areas that I really feel that our single people need. So I'm going to do some pop-up Facebook stuff, some pop-up lives. And I'll tell you when I'm going to do them uh, because there are some, uh, one of the subjects I want to talk to singles about is how to exit relationships. But I didn't have the time to do it here. So I'm going to do it on some pop-up lives and and I'll tell you in advance because I'm pretty sure. Have you ever been in a relationship that you needed to get out of and you didn't know how to do it? Well, I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'll do that online, uh, live on Facebook and Instagram. So if you're taking notes today and you should have notes that they handed out to you. But as I said earlier, the message title is called The Ring. And the purpose of today's message is to help singles with wisdom along with biblical principles on healthy dating that will hopefully lead you to a marital relationship. How many want to get married one day? Let me see your hand. Want to get married? Want to get married? Okay, good, 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 good. If you don't want to get married, that's fine. Listen to the message and then teach it to somebody who do want to get married. So before we jump into the lesson, let me just make it clear that dating or courting, whichever word you want to use, it's not really a concept that is found in the Bible. Back in biblical days, what they did, and even in Eastern, uh, in the uh, Middle East today, marriages were arranged or assigned, and it had very little to do with love. 
In fact, most arranged marriages back in those days had a lot to do with family lineages or family heritages and or economic reasons. And what's really sad is that some of those type marriages even today last longer than marriages that are built in the house of the Lord. And so what I'm going to be doing are sharing some principles from the word because the Bible does not address dating. It does not address courting. And so what I want to do is address dating from a biblical principle standpoint and then give you some wisdom on how to engage in and maintain godly relationships that hopefully lead you to getting a ring. Now, before you can possess the ring, you got to be able to be able to possess yourself. Say amen to that. You must be willing to get in the ring and face you before you can get in the ring and face someone else. Because one of the biggest decisions you will ever make in your life, other than making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, is who you decide to marry. Proverbs 4, 7 says this, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And then with all of your wisdom, he says, get understanding. The New Living Translation says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. And so my goal today is to give you some wisdom and some principles on how to successfully engage yourself in some relationships that will lead to a marital relationship because the worst thing you can do as a single person is to waste your time and to waste God's time and to waste somebody else's time being involved with them and you don't even marry them. Amen, sister. So I only have one point today, and then after this, I actually put together a Christian relationship and dating plan that I'm going to go over with you all, because most of you all don't know how to date. So I put some principles together to help you learn how to date. So the only point we have today, we're going to talk about the process of dating. And before I give you this process, let's agree that the purpose of dating should be to get to know the person well enough to see if they are, watch this, for what, what I would call marriage material. And listen, they are compatible enough for you to not only marry, but to glorify God in your relationship. So that's what I'm talking about dating. I'm not just talking about dating to just have fun. I'm not just talking about dating because you're lonely. I'm not just talking about dating because you're hungry. And you don't want to pay for the meal. I'm not talking about that kind of dating. I'm talking about the, yeah, my, that, that happens. I guess I'll call Frank. I know he's going to, he'll pay for the dinner. Well, no, no, no. We're not talking about that kind of dating. I'm talking about the type of dating that leads to a marital relationship. So, what I'm going to do now is break this, uh, what I call this dating process into four categories. These four categories are spiritual categories, all four of them, which have more than four names. All of these four levels or processes are the, the word love in our English definition, but it's a different English or Greek word in the Bible. So level one, and this is now the level, this is level one. Before you start dating, this is the first thing that needs to happen, and it's the Greek word Philadelphia. The English word is love in the Bible, 
But the Greek word is Philadelphia. And this word Philadelphia, it means the same as we know of the city of Philadelphia. What is the city of Philadelphia known for? It's the city of brotherly love. And so this word Philadelphia means brotherly love. It means love of the brethren. It's a type of fraternal love. So let's look at this word Philadelphia used in scripture because if you skip this step right here, you will probably end up in a bad relationship. Notice it says here in Romans 12, 10, be kind and affectioned one to another, watch this, with brotherly love. That's that word Philadelphia. He said, listen, you need to be kind and you need to affectionate toward someone or toward people with brotherly love. And then he says how? In honor, preferring one another. Now listen to how the Apostle Paul encouraged Timothy when he was trying to help Timothy understand how to relate to young women. In 1 Timothy 5, 1, it says this, Rebuke not an elder, but, would, but entreat him as a father. Don't talk to your parents like you're crazy. That was for somebody. I'm grown. Well, being grown and being respectful are two different things. Because they still might slap you. Anyway, verse 2, the elder women, he says, Timothy, I want you to treat them as mothers. He says, I want you to treat the younger women as sisters. And then he says, with all purity. Now we're talking about Philadelphia. We're talking about treating someone as a brother or sister. Look at the New Living Translation of that verse. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would your own father. Talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. Treat younger women, listen to this men, treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. So when you meet somebody, if your first thought is, how can I get in her pants, would you think about that with your own sister? The Living Bible translation says, Never speak sharply to an older man, but plead with him respectfully, just as though he were your own father. Talk to younger women as you would too much, uh, uh, as you would to much love brothers. Verse two: Treat the older women as mothers and the girls as your sisters. Watch this: thinking only pure thoughts about them. So listen: your first level of a dating relationship is just meeting somebody, and they should be on your brother-sister level. The first step and stage of the typical dating process, listen, is what creates the foundation for all the other steps. So if you don't get this step right, let me just say this. If you don't get this step right, the chances of you going in the wrong direction in your relationship is high because you have to build a foundation that is proper. And one of the ways to do that is to see this person as a brother or a sister in the Lord. And if you don't properly lay this Philadelphia foundation and maintain it, then guess what? Your relationship will slowly involve and evolve into a worldly relationship that has flesh and carnality at its roots. And you wonder why you jump into bed and be all in the bed real early? It's because you didn't see him as your brother or sister. Hmm. 
See, this foundation here is the, it, it determines the stability of the building. And this is why a lot of married couples end up uh, uh, having difficulty in the relationship because they didn't lay the foundation right. Let me say this. If you don't lay the foundation of your dating process right, then whatever that relationship evolves into, whatever building materials you put on top of that foundation, I don't care how much money you spend on the building. I don't care how much money you spend on the ring. I don't know. I don't care what that building looks like and how beautiful it is. If the foundation of that building is not straight, guess what? That relationship is going to crash down. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, except the Lord builds the house, they that build that house build it in vain. And unless the Lord is in your dating relationship process, listen, you are dating in vain. And that's the bad thing about singles. They get snared. And it's not, and here's what's amazing. You get down and now you're a year into it. You'd be like, oh my God. Uh, uh, you see that, that he or she is not the person you should have been with. My question to you is, why didn't you see that on the front end? You know why? Because you didn't have a dating process in place. Amen. So the foundation makes the difference. I'm not going to go through it. But if you read Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it talks about how when the run, the rains come and the storms come and the, and it beats on the house, that house will, will, it will stand if that house is built upon the rock of God's ways. But if it's built on sand, it's going to crash. And once the foundation of the dating process begins with, listen, it has to start with two things. Number one, with you being a whole person and with the other person being a whole person. And then with both of you are realizing this is my brother or my sister in the Lord. Because if your relationship doesn't go any further, at least you have not violated their position in the kingdom. Because at the end of the day, they are God's daughter or they are God's son. So let's say you meet somebody. Touch your neighbor and say, here he come, here he come, here he come. Let's say you meet somebody. What should you do? What do you do? Well, this takes us to the next level of relationship, which is level two. Everybody say level two. Level one, they just a friend. They just a brother in the Lord. Level two is the word agapo. Now, you could use the word storage, which is a, 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 a Greek word as well. But I use this word because this word agapo, it means to love, to be full of goodwill. Watch this. It means to wish someone well. It's the type of love where you genuinely accept a person for who they are. This word agapo is used in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. It says, to the praise of his glory, of his grace, wherein God has made us accepted in the agapo. In other words, when you love with this kind of love towards that person, you're going to accept them for just who they are. You're not trying to change them up front. You're going to agapo them. You're going to accept them the way they are. And as you enter this level of a relationship, there are some prerequisites that should take place before this relationship at the agapo level. Before that can go any further, there are some prereqs to this one. In other words, what I'm saying is, level one, oh, you're just my brother and sister in the Lord. But, you know, it's like, ooh, but, but, but I like you maybe more than a brother or sister in the Lord. Maybe I need to agapo you. Well, before you agapo them, 
there is some prereqs to your agapo. So I'm going to go so over some of the prereqs because I didn't put them on your paper. Because see, doing this process right here, level two, you should be collecting data. You should be collecting information. You should be asking yourself the person, does this person, do they, would they, you know, do they make boyfriend or girlfriend material? Well, you don't know that till you start collecting some information. And there are some basic criteria that you need to be asking yourself. Why? Why? Because this basic criteria should be used to help you see, should you even continue at the agapo level? So here's the first thing you got to think about at this level. First of all, you got to believe that God wants what's best for you as much as you do and that you should stay open to him for whatever he wants. That needs to, listen, that needs to be the foundation of anybody you meet. So if God says, leave him alone, then he knows what's best. You don't even know they are a functioning crack addict. You wonder why you sitting up there for dinner and they just beads of sweat just be coming through. And they not on menopause either. They start scratching, you know, they got scratch marks all over them. Like, what's going on with Billy? Billy is a functioning crack addict. So first of all, you got to believe that God wants what's best. Here's number two. Do your personal research on the person before engaging on a personal level. Do some personal research on them. Once you get your their name, or in the younger generation, once you get their Instagram handle, do some research on them. And if they don't engage in social media, which in some cases the older generation might not be on Instagram, and listen, if they're old, they're probably on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. But let's say they're not on Facebook. Just ask them some social media questions. Amen. You got to do some research. And if you're not a good researcher, ask some of your girlfriends. They are. <laughs> Boy, they be done come back and give you that dude's social security number. There's some folks who know how to do research. Look, you should not be engaging in no relationship without having done some personal research about this person. I mean, you can just look at their Instagram page and know if they are even a Christian. Come on now. Do you see things in that person's life through your personal research that are deal breakers for you? Don't even go any further. If you're not a drinker, I don't know if you are or not, but if you're not a drinker and being a drinker is a deal breaker and on her Instagram page, every photo of her out is holding up. Uh, what kind of drink is the most famous one right now? Which one? Which ones? Y'all give me some drink. Well, whiskey. Uh, whiskey. Woo. That's strong. Y'all give me a give me a mixed drink that's a, a famous mixed drink right now. Huh? Pina colada. What else? Margarita. There we go. How y'all know? That's what I'm gonna know. I just think. Well, we see that that would not, you know, count you out for what he wants in his life. But if you see all of that on their page, 
There's no use of going further. And then, you know, while you're in this agapo stage, talk before you walk. Don't go out with them. You, you don't have enough information right now. Re, listen, research and then talk before you walk. In other words, don't go out with this person before you have talked to this person live. Not just this text mess. That's not real talk. I know you think it is. It's not. See, what you don't know is everything that he's texting is being, watch this, spell-checked. He can't even read. You all on his, oh, look what he texted me. Let me tell you something. That was corrected, auto-corrected. He can't spell. He did not graduate from high school. Oh, my God, I got to hurry up. Okay. Talk before you walk. Here's another question. Is this person saved? Are they an active believer in Jesus Christ? Or is their Christianity dormant? It didn't come out until they met you. I'm so sick of that. He or she did not even start coming to church until you came into their life. Come on now, church. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. The word unequally yoked means to come together with a different nature. Ask yourself, what spiritual grade are they in? Is it close to mine? Or are you being a spiritual cougar? Y'all know what a cougar is. I don't know what they call me and what they call them. Cats? What do they call Tigers? Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, no. I don't know what the men's names are, but what? Who? Handsome. Keep going. They saying keep going. Maybe I wasn't supposed to hear that. I don't know. No. What spiritual grade are they in? And I, and I, and I love, I love you know, Christian ladies, but the problem with a lot of you are your spiritual cougars. He's in the first grade spiritually. You've been walking with the Lord for 20 years. Oh, I think he the one. No, he ain't. She's still on the pole, brother. She's still on the pole. You've been saved five years. Well, why was you at the strip joint anyway? What spiritual grade are they in? Are you close to that spiritual grade? Prayer must always proceed pushing forward. Never move before you pray. So when you're in the agapo stage, you collecting information, you, you look, you're doing some research, you checking them out, you talking before you walking, and you praying because all of that may result to stop. 
Are they connected to or involved in the church? What was the last time they were in a relationship? Are they living a consistent celibate lifestyle? Or are you their, their, their next target? Have you watched them long enough to have heard from God to move forward? How did you meet this person? And, and were they faithful to God when you met them? The, the wrong place can mean the wrong person. Are you secretly dating this person? If so, why? Is this spiritual life, If, if your, is your spiritual life consistent and are you ready to date? Are you, are you lying to yourself? Are, are you you just desperate are you here from your last or previous relationship you say well but yes i am no ask your friend they'll tell you you ain't healed girl you ain't healed are you actively working on being that man or woman of god you need to be or are you being distracted by anybody who shows interest is there anybody in your life right now that can help you spiritually and naturally judge and discern this potential person? Or do you want to hide it from them? If you want to hide it from them, it must be a sign that you are on the wrong track. I said it must be a sign. It must be a sign. I said it must be a sign that you are on the wrong track. Going down on the wrong train. And if the train stops on the track, you ain't going to get your money back. Level three. So let's say, let's say you get that far and you like them because they fit some criteria, the majority of it there. They pass the test. You go to level three. What's level three? Level three is the phileo and agapeo. Not agapo, agapeo. And at this level, it means to be a friend, to be fond of, watch this, an individual or an object. That's why people can phileo their dog. I love my dog. That's what, that's what phileo means. It means, listen, to treat affectionately or kindly. It also means to kiss. You know when Judas kissed Jesus? It's the word phileo. But the word agapeo, it means to love in a social and moral sense. It means to have a preference. And this is why it gets more serious at this relationship level. Because agapeo, it means to love in a social and moral sense, to have a preference for and finding joy in somebody. So now you done reach this point. It's like, you know, I like being around him. Oh, he makes me feel so good. She makes me feel so good. Oh, I feel incredible when I get off the phone with her. Wow, I, th I think I want to spend a little bit more time with them. So that's where now this phileo, this phileo and that's that friendship. And so now I'm at level three and things are going well. And you got to understand that you have to still maintain level one and level two while you on level three. You don't throw level one and level two out just because you're at level three because if you throw one of those two out, you're going to end up doing some stuff in level three that you shouldn't have done because you threw out level one and level two. So I'm not going to go through the scriptures because I want to go through level four. Level four, let me just say it. I'm going to just read what I wrote here. At this point in the relationship, no one else should be in the picture. In other words, exclusiveness. As this process continues for an extended period of time, engagement should take place. Which now leads us to level four. And level four is the Greek word eros. 
Eros refers to romantic or sexual love. It's the root English word that we get our word erotic from. And Eros or sexual love in itself is not impure, but it is a gift from God to married people so that they can express their love physically, emotionally, and physically to each other. And some of the best examples of this is the book of Songs of Solomon. Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse four, uh, 1 through 4 says, This is the Songs of Solomon's uh, more wonderful than any, uh, than any other. It says, Young woman, kiss me and kiss me again, for your love is sweeter than wine. How fragrant is your cologne. Your name is like a spreading fragrance. No wonder all the young women love you. Take me with you. Come, let's run. The king has brought me into his bedroom. The king has brought me into his bedroom. This is the arrow stage, and let me just tell you, this stage is only for married people. Listen to what she says. He escorts me to the banquet hall. It's obvious how much he loves me. Strengthen me with his raisin cakes. Refresh me with apples, for I am weak with love. His left arm is under my head, and his right arm embraces me. That should only take place in a marital relationship. If your right hand is under her head, and your left arm is under her. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So if you haven't figured it out, this Eros love should only be displayed with a covenant relationship called marriage. So here's the major problem with the whole process. I'm almost finished here. This whole process doesn't have specific plans to help two people walk out the dating process on the same page. And this is the problem that I have and I see and I've seen for years with, married, with uh, single people. Y'all don't have a plan. And you just go by what the world, you know, un- unfortunately, we just go by what the world does. And that's why you end up Netflixing and chilling. And you know what that means, right? Well, if you don't, see me after service. So, I want you to now pull out your dating plan. This is a Christian relationship dating plan. I didn't get this from somewhere. I just made it up, and it's just examples. But, but this is something you should govern. You. If you go to this church and you're dating somebody in this church, listen, sit down and talk about this right here. So what's the whole purpose of this dating plan? The purpose is to establish a clear path. Say clear path. A clear path and plan, watch this, to successfully get to know date, engage, and marry a person. That's the whole purpose of this plan. Okay, so the next section is relationship and dating timeline. Everybody who's in this need to be on the same page because, see, he's thinking, well, I'm ready to get married in 10 years, and you're thinking I'm ready to get married yesterday. Well, this now helps us get this dating timeline because the dating timeline talks about those four areas that I gave you. So this is the suggested timeline of the whole dating process. This is Pastor Eben now. This is wisdom. The timeline to date someone should be 12 months minimum. That's three words, minimum. Let me give you an explanation. In the natural It takes 12 months to represent a completion of seasons. And in my opinion, a year 
gives you the opportunity to potentially know all different seasons of that person's life. If you get involved too early with that person, you ain't seen Mad Joe yet. He hasn't lost his job. You ain't seen Crazy Mary yet. So here's my logic behind that. If it takes two years, church, to get an associate's degree, and it takes four years to get a bachelor's degree. Why should a permanent decision for a relationship rush and be rushed in 12 months? Why, 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 why? It shouldn't. How many got a degree? Got a degree? Got a degree? Okay, okay, okay. How many years it take it? 12, two years, right? Two years? Well, I, I got a cousin. He did now, but I think it took him eight years to get a bachelor's. He wasn't focused. It took you two years to get an associate degree. That is 24 months. It took you 48 months to get a four-year degree, and you want to get married in 12 months? You are crazy. So why you want to rush now a permanent decision when it took you 12 months or two years to get a degree? That's my logic. Here's the caveat. In these 12 months, Marriage or getting engaged should not even be planned. In other words, you can talk about marriage and engagement, but not about getting married or being engaged. You can't do that. It needs to be off limits because your focus will switch from me getting to know this person and checking these red flags out. You'll move from there to, oh, I just loved him. And you start planning a marriage when you ain't really, you don't even know who this person really is. It takes time. So here's the suggested timeline for these four levels. Remember I told you the four levels? You have, what was the first level, church? What is it? Philadelphia. So, in my opinion now, the Philadelphia stage, the brotherly love, it'll be the first three to four months. All right, okay. All right. I see. I'm checking them out. And then, you know, level two, the agapo level should be, you know, first of all, Philadelphia needs to continue. And then it goes into agapo, which is like four to seven months. Unless you reach a point where you know that this ain't working. See, now, he ain't, what, what, what do they call it when they, when they get your draws? What's the, what's the term? What's the word? Uh, what is it? Huh? No, no, not that. Uh, bag it, no. Not snatched it, no. Body bag, is that it? What? Body count, that's it. That's it, PJ. <laughs> is it body count, is that it? Okay. See, when you're at the GAPO stage, it's so easy to break that thing off if you ain't a body count. Here's level three. The phileo or GAPO stage, eight to 12 months. And this phase can continue after 12 months. If it continues after 12 months, engagement and marriage should now be discussed and planned. You should be talking about that. So, in this plan... We got to talk about now boundaries. These are dating boundaries you ought to have. 
These are items that are off limits during the whole process of dating. Everybody say the whole process. Sex or sexual activities off limits. Notice I said sexual activities too. No sexual or sensual conversations. What you got on? Why does that matter? Why does that matter? No sleepovers for no reason. I'm tired. I just get no, no, no. Call an Uber. Number four, no sharing bills. Only, you know, for dinner or dating activities maybe. But don't be so sharing bills. Boy, it's quiet in here. Uh, here's the next one. Do not join your monies. Don't be joining your money. You still in the date. You ain't said I do. You ain't got no contract. Listen, they can walk out on you on any day. Don't be sharing your bills. Share your money. Y'all got an account together. No. Do not purchase assets or co-sign on items for the person. Dummy. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Do not borrow money from each other. No. And then I just put some blank ones for you to put some in, put some in yours. The blank ones are for you to fill that in. Okay, so let's talk about accountability during dating. This is accountability. First, we just talked about what's off limits. What are the boundaries? These are boundaries. So when you meet somebody and say, hey, listen, this is my pastor. Share this with me. I know you're a Christian already because I done done research on you. No, don't say that. But just, just let them know, hey, you know, when they done checked out, just say, hey, you know what? These are boundaries that I believe in that are off limits. Can you at least agree to these? Well, for how long? If, listen, if he asks you, or she asked you, well, for how long are these boundaries on? Bye-bye. <laughs> Accountability. These are areas where you agree to being open and honest with an outside friend, mentor, pastor regarding your progress. In other words, I'm saying to you, you have to let somebody know outside of you that you can be accountable to about your process. Each person... The guy and the girl determines and make up, uh, uh, make known up front who their accountability person's gonna be. Each person's accountability person should have a copy of your dating plan. You agree to no secrets. In other words, if you violate any of the boundaries, you need to tell it on yourself. Accountability. Predetermine what steps should be taken if the boundaries are broken. Determine that up front. What happens if we break the boundaries? What happens if we break or violate the rules? What are we going to do? Make that known up front so you already know that if he or she becomes a body count, we need now to sit down and count the body. See, I find that you'll slip and slide if ain't nobody else in your life. Say amen to that. See, some of y'all own a slip and slide. Okay, let's talk about individual relationship goals. This is for both people. Both people sit down and write down what, the, what goals they have that they want to get out of this relationship. So I just gave some examples. Uh, you know, I want them to meet my parents after, you know, eight months or whatever it is. 
I want to introduce them to my kids after so many months. These are things, these are goals you should have. Because listen, if you don't have goals, you don't know where you're going. Listen, one of the goals can be to get individual counseling to clear up some things in your past. Because some of the biggest issues I find with marriage is that some marriages were doomed before they started because that person was not healed before they got married. Let's talk about now joint relationship goals. This is the guy and the lady coming together. Remember now, those were individual goals. Those are things you want to get out of the dating relationship and the relationship itself. But now we're talking about coming together. What would joint relationship goals look like? These are just examples that you both agree that we're going to do premarital counseling. You know, if this gets past the 12-month dating period, we're going to get premarital. We're not going to just slide and glide again. Here's another one. We're going to agree on getting out of individual debt. You know, these are relationship goals that you have that are joint. And then we're going to talk about relationship expectations. These are big ones right here because these are things that you expect that this person ought to know. So, for example, uh, hey, I expect to be become exclusive after month one. See, somebody would be like, well, he need to be exclusive on month one. Well, he might not be thinking like that. So you need to talk about what your expectations are. So that way, you know, you know, you say up front, hey, listen, uh, I'm pursuing this relationship because I believe it's something for marriage I want to do. You know, is this, are you, are you really trying to go into the marriage route? And if that, well, I'm, you know what, I'm just, you know, I, I, I was married and so uh, I'm just not ready to get married again. So, you know, it's going to be probably about five years before I'm thinking about getting married. Okay, well, guess what? Scratch. Especially if you and your head going, hey, I, I got two more years on the clock. I'm trying to have kids. I don't want to freeze my eggs. Somebody's thinking about that. I don't know who you are. I mean, pray about before you freeze. I ain't saying freezing is wrong. But pray about it before you freeze. If Sarah could have a baby in her old age with Abraham... You ain't too old right now. So, Pastor, I don't know about it. I don't know. I'm on my way. Well, maybe you don't need no kids. It's like, oh, my God, I just stabbed somebody. But I've always wanted kids. Then adopt. You can do that while you're single. If you really want some kids, adopt. If I were you, I wouldn't go that route. I would just be a foster parent to see if you can even tolerate it. Try before you buy it. <laughs> you may want to talk about when you want your phone calls returned. Do you want it? Is it okay in a few minutes? Is, is it a couple of hours? In a day? A day? That's why you need to talk about it. You need to talk about when you want to re- get your response back from text. In other words, I'm trying to get you to see that when you're in this process of dating, these are things that you need to sit down and talk about. Because when you came to walk together unless they are in agreement. And here it is, you on this side, and you're thinking this way, and he's on this side, and he's thinking this way. And the next thing you know, you guys can't even have a good, decent, peaceful dating lifestyle because y'all have 
so many different expectations that everybody's flying off the handle. So after you do this and after you fill this out, date it, put your name on it, sign it, and then give a copy to your accountability person. And they should have the right to call you up at any time and say, hey, girl, you haven't been nobody count lately, have you? That is real. Come on now, they, they, have, they have diseases that, 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 that you can't give back now. You know, some of these diseases, you know, you, it's like Walmart, you take it back. You're like, here, I don't want it. Some of them, man, they're not like that. Once you got it, you got it. You got it, you got it, you got it. You don't want that. Listen, and people ain't going to, these days, people don't, they're not, they, they don't walk with signs on their head saying, I have syphilis. I have this, I have that, I have it. Do you want it? They don't do that. I know this is like sensitive, but it's for real. I'm telling you, you're going to be end up like, you know, like you know, Herbie Hancock, but it ain't Herbie. So how many got something out of what I just did? So I need y'all to do this for me because I really want to answer some questions. So can y'all give like seven or 10 minutes for some questions because I'm going to, I want y'all to ask, I want you to ask me, I want y'all to ask me some questions and I want them to be hard. So can y'all give me like some, 10 more minutes? So if you have a question, if you have a question, raise your hand and they're going to bring you a microphone. Hold your hand up. If you're watching online, go on the chat, put your question online and uh, somebody watch online for me. Somebody watch online and uh, see what uh, they questions they, they send me online, okay? So if you have a question regarding the single life and the dating process and all of that, raise your hand real quick and uh, I'll answer any questions you got. Look like everybody ready to go. It's like, Pastor, that was just too much for us. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. No questions? Okay, so online, any questions? I'm going to wait. Any questions online? Any questions online? Who watching the feed? Anybody watching the feed? No? Okay. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, we got a hand right here. Thank you. You're a brave young lady. Here she come down on this end right here. All right. If you will give me your name, and then you can give me your question. Hi. Hey. My name is Ninja. Say it again. Ninja. Ninja. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> better watch it boy okay Nancy, yeah, I, what you I got? seen that coming <laughs> okay but um basically i just wanted to ask like what about like younger folk because i'm 24 and like marriage wasn't really like a focus of mine right now very good so like what would you say for like people who are like younger like okay want to that's a very good like, question Thank you for asking that. So what I would say to your group is don't talk to nobody and don't date nobody. Jesus needs to be your only mindset right now. 
No. So, because you maintain focus that way. Because if you know you're not ready to get married, the whole purpose of dating should be to get married. That should be the whole purpose. It shouldn't be because you're lonely. It shouldn't be because, you know, you need a meal paid for. It shouldn't be because you need your bills paid for. None of that stuff. So guess what? Girl, that's the best position to be in. You just stay focused on the Lord and what he got for you. And so when they come your way, you just give them the peace sign and deuces and tell them Jesus loves you and I do too. Keep it stepping, brother. (laughs) So that's what I would do. I maintain my my focus and, and don't even. So when they inbox you, don't even answer it. Don't even inbox. Just let it go. Just let it slide. Girl, you look fine. So what? Uh, that's fine. I mean, you, you don't answer. Any other body? Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, Anybody? oh the mother. Is it, are you her uh, mother? Actually, I'm the grandmother. You're the grandmother. Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm the grandmother. Um, Michelle, Dr. Michelle. Um, I am a widow, and okay. I was married for 34 years. Wow. And we got married after three months. Wow. Uh, would you yeah. recommend that, doctor? No. 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 Why, why wouldn't you recommend that? Uh, we didn't really know each other very we didn't well. Know each other. Mm. Yeah, and so uh, he was in the military. Um, but I mean, you know, it worked out. And, and part of that was because it was, you know, we, 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 we loved God and God was in the center of the relationship. Um, but there were, you know, there were rocky times and everything. But what do you say? So my granddaughter, she's 24, she's young, she's got the opposite. But what do you say about widows? You know, in, in that sense, I mean, obviously, I know that I, I wouldn't do that process again, but 12 months? Like, okay. okay. That's a long time. Is that too long? Is that too long for you? I'm just saying. Okay. I'm surprised by that question. So she basically saying, look, I have done this before. I've been down that road. I did it. I stayed married for 34 years. I don't know if I can wait another 12 months. Yeah, I got a button in my car that says, oh, my God. Well, I'm going to tell you an answer right now. What would wisdom say? Wisdom would say, you've waited this long. What's another 12 months? <laughs> you done waited this long. I'm going to jog on that for myself. You done waited this long. What's another 12 months? Anybody else? I know we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, there's oh, some my two, niece. Yes. Not from me i'm the not the messenger you. um so there's two from online the okay. first one is can you quote backtrack a relationship i guess that means if you've skipped some steps can you go back okay well here's the problem with backtracking if that person you're with is not willing to backtrack you can't backtrack what you need to do is sit down with a counselor, you both need to sit down and talk about that. what you can do, though, is, is start at least putting down some of these, like what are your expectations from here on? What are your goals from here on? So this still can apply to you. You just use some of them from this point on and not try to go backwards. So my answer is don't try to necessarily go backwards, but start with some of this information with where you are, and it'll help you have better clarity with your relationship from this point forward. Okay? 
And the second one is, should you take family vacations while dating? What the heck is that? That's a contradiction in itself. Family vacation? We're not family. You say, well, pastor, we're Philadelphia. Oh, no, you're spiritually Philadelphia. We're not going to. See, that, see, that's that world. That world done creeped in. Y'all going on vacations together. Well, where are you staying? Well, she got her room, but where are you at in your room? Yeah, huh? What? What if your children don't like who you're dating? Well, my question is, how old are they? Because it shouldn't matter to them. They're not marrying him or her. You are. Okay, so, sorry kids. I got a life too. But, be prayerful because there's a reason why they... So sit down with your kids and say, hey, why don't you like uh, Jessica? Why don't you like her? And a lot of times kids are just threatened because they feel like this person is going to replace them. But don't let... Listen, don't let your kids control your relationship. Because at the end of the day, it's your life and not just theirs. Yes. Yes. Okay, so... um I have a friend, and I really do mean I have a friend, it's not me. (laughs) No, seriously. They're actually getting married this month. Okay. But they met four or five months ago, and it's like he's rushing her. She's feeling rushed. She loves him. She feels like she loves him. She don't want to lose it because he wants to get married. Look, as soon as as his marriage is final, his past divorce is final. Which will be this month. What What is the best? I've been trying to give advice to along the way, but now it's gotten to this point. I don't know what else to say, but I don't want to see her make a mistake. What's the so, best thing so to say? So your question pretty much, <laughs> y'all calm down. <laughs> so your question pretty much is, what can you do to say, what can what you can say I to her say, yeah. to help her? I've said uh, things I thought would help. But he comes back with strong, and then he actually sent me a picture of the ring for her that he's getting ready to propose and asked her, asked me, how do you think she would like it? I'm like, oh, my God, what do I say? What do I do? Is she a Christian? Very much so. She's strong in the word. I've been knowing her for a very long time. and She's strong in the word, but she is not strong in discernment. Well, the reason, because she was previously engaged for five years. He died of cancer, and she said, the next time, I'm not going to wait that long. Well, 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 we don't have to wait more than a few weeks, though. So here's what I would say to you, to her. Does she have a pastor? Yeah. I promise you, that young lady and that man do not have any accountability in their relationship. Because a person who was accountable to them would sit down with both of them and say, this is too fast. This, this train is going 100 miles. It needs to slow down because she don't know this man. And the fact that he's, his divorce is not final, is that what you're saying? Oh. Why is she dating? A, she is not strong in the Lord. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. No, listen, listen. Bottom line is this lady right here, she should not even be dating a married man. Well, they're separated. I don't care if they are still married. And if you're in this room and you're separated and you're still married, you are still married and you need to govern yourself accordingly. So you need to just be, I I know you don't want to do this. 
but you're going to have to do Elder Evan on her. So, so I'm going to go fast with this. So let me tell you what you would do if I were you. I would say, girl, my, my pastor is three of him. It's Pastor Evan. It's Evan. And then there's an Elder Evan. That Elder Evan is that person. He say stuff strong. He just say it straight. It might hurt your feelings, but he love you. But, girl, I'm going to have to be Elder Evan right now to you. And you just need to tell her, first of all, sweetie, you shouldn't even be dating a married man. That's the first sign you're on the right, wrong track. And I can tell you right now, you can marry this man if you want to in these few weeks that you know him, and you're making the biggest mistake of your life. Give it some time. Give her this, this process. Give it to her. Just give it. Look, 12 more months ain't going to hurt her. And just let her, listen, that way she'll get mad at Elder Edmund. She won't get mad at you. Because you tell her, you, I'm being Elder Edmund, so that way she get mad at Elder Edmund. But I would do that because what you don't want to do is let her make this mistake and then feel bad that you didn't just come out and just, just call her on the carpet. Because, listen, the Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. Anybody else getting ready to go home? Okay, last one, last one, last one. Oh, it's up here. It's, <laughs> it's cooking and cleaning for the person you're dating, blurring the lines. Okay, so I know this camera is on me. Zoom, zoom in real close for me. Real, real, real close. Real, real close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zoom. A little bit more, a little bit more. Okay. Are you ready? The fact that you have to ask lets you know the line is blurred. So why would a guy, I'm assuming it's a lady asking the question about doing that for a guy. Why would a guy marry you if he got a, if he got a housekeeper and a cook without making a commitment to him? I do that all day. Girl, you want to come clean my house? Come clean! Don't do that. Don't. But I want to show them what I got. Well, listen, you don't want to show your hand too early. You, you look, dating is like a card game. You got to keep your hand close until it's time for you to fold. And that's called marriage. How long should someone wait to marry following a divorce? Oh, wow. Y'all throwing them out there, ain't you? Y'all throwing them out there. Okay, so let me just say this. There is no... They keep switching shots on me, so... There is no specific timeline. But let me say this. If you've been married 10 years, you should not be getting involved three four years, give your, get that person out your system. Serve Jesus. Get focused on him. So my thing is, I don't know how long you were married. But I would say this, if it was a, first of all, if you got married, period, and you ended up in a divorce, then guess what? You need to heal. You need some time. You need to take your time. And you don't even listen. Don't even take any requests. Live your best life now. So I would say, 
you know, I'd be telling people three to five years, people be like, ooh, pastor. So I'm, 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 I'm walking someone right now through the process that y'all don't know them. They ain't here in the room or nothing. You know, I'd be dealing with a lot of people, and this person is, is getting ready to, you know, they're, they're in the process of divorce. And I told them, I said, hey, listen, uh, here's what I want you to do. After your divorce is final, do not date or talk to nobody for a whole year. They almost fainted on me. Because let me tell you something, a lot of divorces are only happening because one of the people in the marriage let their heart go out to somebody else. So you shouldn't even be looking. So I'm going to say to that divorce crowd out there, use wisdom, but have somebody accountable in your life. But if you've been married, you know, a long time, look. You and Jesus need to date, court, get engaged, and get married all over again before you meet anybody else. Okay, all right. Uh, What should you do if the other person doesn't understand your past history? Mm. Mm. Your past history. Wonder what that can mean. Past history. That's that's a bomb right there. My question is, do you understand your past history? No, no, listen. People go through things, but the things have not gone through them yet. So what I would do if I were you, I would make sure that you understand your past enough where it's just that it's the past because if you're if you're fully healed your past shouldn't even show up in your present relationship you get that what should you do if the other person okay is that it is that it y'all is that it is that it is that it, is that it? and and that person too uh that other person go to counseling with that person y'all both go to counseling if it's something that really needs to be spelled out. But do not hide your past from the person, especially if you have triggers. If you have triggers, if something triggers you and and, and it reminds you of Johnny beating you, if those triggers do that, or or in this case, Janelle or uh, Jaleel, she might be beating you too. If something triggers... You need to, that person needs to know, hey, I just want you to know that certain things trigger me. And they need to understand why. Here's the last question. What do you recommend for singles who have children as far as dealing with the other parent? Recommend singles with children as far as dealing with the other parent. I guess the other parent meaning when they get into a relationship. Oh. Just make sure that you are are communicating with your children's uh, dad or mom about where you are in your life. They should not be finding out you getting married a month before you get married. That's not right. Okay? Because you started this process way beforehand. So you need to just be letting them know, hey, I know, you know, I know you may not care. It ain't, you know, your bit. Because see, some of y'all, it ain't their business. Well, it's their child, though. 
And if this affects the child and the child tells the parent, then the parent's going to get upset with you. So you need to be communicating with this person saying, hey, here's the deal. I've been in a relationship. I have not introduced them to our kids yet, but I'm thinking about doing it. This is serious. So just so you know, you know, in probably a month, I'm going to be introducing so-and-so to who I'm dating. Are you okay with that? You say, well, why should I ask them that? I don't care. Well, it's not that. You got to understand, they still, y'all still, see, that's the problem. So you say to them, and you say, well, you have any problems with that? And they say, well, I, I, can I meet the person before you introduce them to our kid? I think that's fair. You don't want a child molester in your relationship. You don't know it. So say, well, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I can bring him by, bring her by and meet them. And of course, you know, you got to watch it because if Haterade is in there, they're not going to, nah, I don't like that. No, you know, but anyway, at least you, you know, fulfill their request. But you're communicating because that's more important because, again, you're parenting children and your relationship is going to impact them. So that's it. Y'all did good. It's 103. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. That was the longest church service. Y'all know I don't like long church service, right? Come on, stand up. Thank you for watching us online. Look, if you need Jesus, (laughs) this is the fast, this is the fast, like, altar call. If you die right now,